Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the San Dimas School of Film podcast. Join us on our most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Tim, and with me in the booth today is Jules, Al, and Brad. How are the three of you? I'm on time. I'm on time. You are on time. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Finally. We are still in the electronic booth today, um, and... Today it is listener Rick Gerbs coming in for a double dip um, and he's taking us back to 1994 to watch, and I quote Al from last episode, the gothic Bible film, (laughs) The Crow. Justified. Justified, I reckon. (laughs) We're watching The Crow. Um, Before we get started, at the San Dimas School of Film, it's important that we acknowledge and are grateful to our first storytellers, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the unceded lands that we are recording on. Let's get back to 1994, Jules. Hit that booth. Gentlemen. We're history. Jeez. Oh, there's some epic charring going on there. Your camera was shaking. Or was that the whole house shaking? <laughs> the true power of the chars. 1994. It's, uh, have we been here, Al? Not sure. Well, it's yep. a good time to find out. We have. <laughs> okay. Thanks. I think we've been here a few Thanks times. Thanks for just ruining that, guys. Um, <laughs> but I didn't check. I just know that we've been here a few times. I like that you yeah. asked me and totally. I'm the only one that didn't answer. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's like way to answer a question that you weren't asked, everyone else. Um, I'm pretty sure my one of my choices was 94. Yeah, right. Well, let's find out what happened by doing a bit of... <gasps> History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. It's amazing. Once again, Tim, you should just do this by yourself. I know. It's good. I am holding. I am holding this podcast afloat. So. Well, we, we know that. Don't worry. <laughs> Cut the dead weight. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, we we are thankful that you turn up each time we do this. Don't worry. Thanks, um, yeah. Look, the podcast could basically run without me, <laughs> so I'm well aware of that. So that's to okay. be honest, it could probably run without four of us. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Get the same amount of listeners. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, goodness um, gracious me. All right. Uh, the Goth Bible, oh, The Crow, 1994, rated R. <laughs> yep, that, that works. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, exactly the same runtime as our previous film at uh, 1 hour 42. Mm, and also good. in wow. 1.85 to 1. This movie cost $23 million to make and raked in $50 million in the first year. So nice wow. work. Doubled the money. Yep. And... I, I think we might be talking about a lot of reasons why it did that. Um, 1994 for me can basically be summed up in two things, um, which is I finished school and offspring, and offspring smash. Um, <laughs> Shit, yeah. We have, so done, re- we have done a 94 before. Yeah, exactly I remember, right. That's I right, remember no, this yeah. history with Brad. <laughs> yeah, so I could leave it there, but sadly enough, other things also happened in 1994. <laughs> Um, which and for me some uh, some tragic things some th- oh, the best mm. don't worry well I could talk about that for an hour and a half focus um, YouTube <laughs> uh, sadly um, my childhood idol Etten Senna died um, uh, yeah that's right. in a in a tragic crash I remember watching that live not really understanding what was going on at the time because back when you I think it was seventeen you, your heroes don't die they. They get out, they walk away, and they come back next week. And this mm. time that didn't happen. Um, so a bit of a defining moment in, in my, uh, my life then. Um, Nancy Kerrigan was attacked by Tonya Harding's boyfriend. And if you've seen the movie, I, Tonya. Um, great movie. Great, great storyline about that from, uh, from Tonya Harding's point of view. Um, the first multiracial elections in South Africa. The channel opened, so the tunnel from France to England, and I just basically all I need to say is O.J. Simpson. 
Um, White Broncos were the highest selling car for a while. <laughs> exactly. No, actually, the lowest selling the lowest car. Selling no, one, car. <laughs> no one wanted a Bronco. Nobody wanted a Bronco, especially in white. Um, uh, Oscars, uh, best movie was Schindler's List. Um, actors were Holly Hunter for The Piano and Tom Hanks for Philadelphia. Nice. Um, bread was about $1.35 and milk was about 85 cents. Cool. Did Tom Hanks win for um, Forrest Gump as well? Forrest Gump was 95? Yeah, well, it would have been like, it was a 94 film, so it would have, he, yeah, it would have been the 95 Oscars, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, I think so. Didn't that win everything? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, we'll leave that to another podcast. <laughs> Someone choose a movie in 95 and we'll find out. We've done a few in 95. S- Speed was our 94 Speed. movie. We, yeah, we also Speed. did uh, Hudsucker Proxy. Ah, yes. Yeah, clearly Can everyone remember what our 94 film was? Other 94 film? Like, we've we never ju- done a few times. We just told you two, Brad. We like literally <laughs> just told you two. <laughs> this, is, this is the problem. No, 94, a- not 95. Yeah. Yeah, 94 was Speed, speed and Hudson. Oh, yeah, okay, right. 94 okay. or 95? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Speed. So have we done any in 94 yet? Well, it looks I like we know. have. <laughs> hey, we're, what was, what was Rick Gerbs' other now. choice? That's what I was going to ask too. Sorry? Yeah, well, did he do... Um, adaptation. Did he do the adaptation, Galaxy? Ah, yeah. uh, right. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Adaptation was good. The Crow, here we go. <laughs> the, I went and <laughs> saw crow. this at the cinemas. Of course you did. Um, of course, because it was 94. Um, I think I went on possibly one of my first ever dates to go and see this film. I was going to say, did you go on a date? I feel like the this possibly, was a date film. I think so, a <laughs> memory. Um, this film at the time was huge. Mm. Like, this was just, especially for like people of probably 15 to like 25, this was the film that you went and saw. Mm. It was genre-defining, groundbreaking. Nothing had been come out that was a film like this before to the point where there was obviously massive imitations afterwards. Um, There are like three other sequels to this. Obviously obviously Mm -hmm. not with Brandon in it, but... um, no, Eddie Furlong <laughs> plays the crow in one of them. Wait a minute, hang on, hang on. Hang on. So there were three additional films. Yeah. So there's four Jeepers. crow films. I think. Really? Yeah. So there was crow. Really? There's crow four. It's not called wow. crow four. Is it actually it's called, called it's not good. Crow. the crowing? The crow. <laughs> crow. <laughs> the cr- <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> not the crow. No, it's like um, I don't know. There's one of them's called like City of Angels. One of them's called <sighs> Salvation crow. or something. I don't know. The crawl. <laughs> so it's like this, this is yeah, this is like the original Kill Bill, the original um, bloody uh, what's his name, John Wick. This is like yeah. This is well, this movie was John big Wick. enough that at the time, um, you know, WWE had just started, and there was an actual character that was a complete and utter ripoff of the Crow called Sting. Sting, yeah, you and oh, okay. he he spent his entire career and never said a word. Um, yeah. there's a high possibility that he was actually played two characters at the same time because they were never seen together. Nice. Um, so, um, you know, uh, which was great. But this, this, the guy that played Sting looked exactly like the Crow. Like he could have been the stunt yeah. double, if not the replacement actor that was used for when Brandon was not able to finish the film. So, mm. um, Okay, well, look, should we get this... Get this out of the way. segment of the, the film out of the way, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty massive. Like it's a, yeah, know, it's a huge part of this film. Well, it's part of it's part of the whole fantasy of this film, really, isn't it? Of the the Lee family legacy, yeah, or the curse. I, I guess so. And he was twenty eight as well. He was mm-hmm. twenty eight club. So if, if you've been living under a rock, Brandon Lee <laughs> was was killed accidentally. In the middle of this shoot, um, from a, a poorly loaded blank weapon. At what point during the film? So it's when well, it's, it's in the first scene. Yeah, pretty much. It's like yeah, when but it was at the end. That was one of the last things they were filming. It's when he. So it's towards the end of shooting, is what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's the it's the first scene of the film that was in the the last bit of the shooting. Yeah, yeah. It's in one of the flashbacks when he walks into the room with the shopping bag and um, mm. what's his name? Fun it's boy. The, Fun boy. Shoots yeah. Him. Funboy shoots him. The bit that they replaced it with is where they're holding him basically in like a crucifix thing and Funboy shoots him where you can only see him from the back. That was the scene, that actual bit was what they replaced the scene of, the actual scene of Brandon Lee being, of, yeah, being accidentally killed. Yeah, and they used the footage in court um, to prove that it was an accident because there was all sorts of lawsuits that happened and well that's the thing people actors shouldn't die in situations like this no it's happening today yeah yeah and a lot of um the way weapons are filmed now change this would have been and yeah this this would have been a groundbreaking situation which getting back to the ayrton center thing earlier so ayrton center's death completely and utterly revolutionized safety in formula one and this film would have done the same thing for special effects, especially weapons effects, yeah. in Hollywood. At the I same don't know time. how bl- I don't know how blanks work, but how how do you get a projectile so out I, of it? I, of a I, gun I did like a that? bit of reading this, uh, so it wasn't actually the blank that killed him. So what happened is they <clears throat> during close-up shots. Now I, I kind of looked into this a fair bit to try and understand because there's I've heard so many different stories about what actually happened. People are like piece of the blank broke off and then another one's like oh there was you know real bullets in the gun so what they do when they do a close-up shot of a weapon they take the bullets they remove the gunpowder and then they put the actual bullet back inside the casing but what they didn't do in this situation was remove the little blasting cap in the back of the casing that ignites the gunpowder so what happened is they had a close-up shot of the gun and because it's a six-shooter, you want to be able to see the, the bullets in the what, revolving mechanism, whatever you call that, chamber, I think it is. Anyway, so what that is, what at some point happened is the actor pulled the trigger on these supposedly dead bullets. Now, it ignited the little blasting cap, but because there's no gunpowder in there, it didn't have enough force to actually push the bullet the entirety of the way down the barrel. So what happened is, is technically it's a fired bullet, but the bullet stayed lodged in the barrel, but only like by an inch. It only, the little blasting cap only moved the bullet about an inch forward. So then what they did is they put the gun into storage. They'd finished the scene. They put the gun into storage. And then a couple of weeks later, they come back and they, you know, doing different angles. It's the same scene, but they, you know, completely reset. And what they did is they put a blank in. Now, a lot of the time blanks have more gunpowder mm. than a real bullet God. to have the the effect so essentially what happened is you've got the bullet sitting in the barrel with a blank just behind it so essentially you have the entire bullet. bullet there like the, the you have a bullet exactly right so when he fired the blank it fired the lodged projectile or you know in this case the actual bullet that was lodged in the in the um in the barrel so basically it just fired it as normal wow and yeah like crazy and like uh, and like brad was saying you know this revolutionized um gun safety like apparently there was a couple of things or you know i don't know if they were at the time but there is things now like obviously like you know fully inspecting the weapon making sure it's clear but uh, apparently they do a thing i can't remember what they call it they call it like it's just basically offsetting the weapon so that you're never yeah, pointing the weapon at, at another somebody. actor, even though you, yeah, even though you've got blanks in there, you still kind of aim away. There's a specific term for it. I can't. Yeah. So from the side, it looks like you're pointing it at someone, but then mm. when you turn it around this way, they're like this. Mm. Good, yeah, good for yeah, a, yeah. good for a audio medium there. <laughs> yeah. <They're> staggered. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Staggered. <laughs> Looked great. Um, staggered. Yeah. Do you think, though, that the mystery and romance of this film is highly linked to that situation? Yes. Especially watching it now and going back on it. So at the time, obviously, this was... There, there hadn't been films like this before. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This was a very new film, but obviously now, you know, what's this, 25 years later... Um, We've seen a lot of these saying, films. Like, you're asking, like, would would the film have be as big as it is if Without. he had been killed? You know yeah. what I've I felt I've... Uh, I felt 
uh, heightened sense of unease watching The Dark Knight in the cinema for the first time, knowing that even though Heath didn't die on set or anything, mm. yeah. but knowing that he'd recently died amplified it big time for me, for sure. Did yeah. Have you seen the, the last one, The Imaginarium of Dr. Panassus? I have, yeah. It was really good. Yeah, but that was the one he like was in the middle of shooting when he died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I get that vibe more with that. It's like, I feel like you find it hard to concentrate on the story. Mm. And I felt that a bit this time. I was like, oh, they've done a pretty good job here. Like, but it's clear, it was clear to me when it wasn't him. Do you know what I mean? Like the the digital effects were very dated, especially. Yeah. I, well, that, but that's the thing. We're looking at a film made with was probably groundbreaking digital effects in 1994 to be shown mm. on equipment that was based in 1994. Well, for the budget, for the budget, it's, it's yeah, all exactly. about budget, right? Like, well, it's all exactly right because you can talk yeah. about 93 Jurassic Park. You know, yeah, and okay. like they still hold up, but it's but it's, you watch you watch this film. On a 2021, 2020 high definition digital television, yeah, it's not so look, good. Look, I watch this on my, no. I watch this on my iPad, and I'm like, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty loose. Yeah. Like, yeah. like some of the matte shots, there was, like the, the all the model work was really nice. You know, all that yeah, the models are cool. fly through of the city, but then mm-hmm. when it comes into you know, like an actual... You can see where the mat yeah. is because the mat is moving on the rest of the shot. Like, it, yeah. it sort of stands out. Like, and there's all the fuzzy... Especially with the crow bit, there was all the fuzzy sort of bits around the outside of the crow where they were... Oh, like like poor crow McKeeing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. very well-trained crow. One of the better actors in the film. <laughs> Because I was going mention- to say, some of the acting in this film yeah. was atrocious. It was funny. I, I got about like 10 minutes in. And I'm like, oh, this is all a bit bloody melodramatic, isn't it? Like, yeah. Oh, come on, yes. Goss. Cheer up a bit, you know. Like, Cheer, oh, Cheer up, Charlie. Cheer up, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I would have liked? So I would have liked if when he came back, he came back with the makeup and like he came back as the yeah, crow not instead putting of getting the makeup into on. it. Totally I felt agree. like it yeah. diminished it hell even going, oh, I'm going to put the makeup on. You're like, oh, this is a bit. Yeah, right. this, it was yeah. very yeah. much like it just, it really, it took away the supernatural part of it for me. This is yeah. our um, second appearance of Ernie as well. Yeah. So Ghostbusters and this. Ghostbusters and this. That's right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. our second appearance of T-Bird. Yes. Who was T-Bird? What was he yeah. in? I know, because he's, he's but in not the Warriors, T-Bird's but most famous role. Warriors guy, yeah. Warriors! Warriors! But... He's the cleaner, he's the cleaner in um, John Wick. That's right. David Patrick Kelly. So when oh, the, when John Wick kills all those people in his house at the start and the police officer comes up and, go, yeah. and says, you know, tough night, John, and they send the cleaner in, that's T-Bird, that character, who's the, the Warriors, Warriors guy. guy. That's the same guy. Have we, we haven't done John Wick, have we? Because I feel yes, like we we've have. done something yeah, that he yeah, was in. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, did we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. Now, oh, right. is this... Cool. Where's this set? Do we, is this... Doesn't uh, say. Doesn't say. But I'll tell you what, like, we've had Somewhere a lot of Somewhere not very nice is where it's Look, set. we've had a lot of discussions about, you know, grimy New York or whatever, like, mm. we're, whether we're talking about Highlander, Highlander. or... Um, Gangs Blade of New York, etc. But this has got to be the worst of them, I reckon. Oh yeah, look like yeah. the absolute pits. Um, mm-hmm. Where was Little Shop Horror? It's funny with Ernie Hudson's character. What was his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, All uh, Bright. Yeah. Yeah, but like he's he's feeding Sarah. Like he's he's bought Sarah a meal. He's sitting at that bar. A whole building explodes down the road, and his reaction was. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh man, yeah. this guy's seen some shit. Yeah. That's funny, that scene with the you see I get a really important question for you guys here. That scene where he's getting the hot dog and he's like he's like, You gotta put the mustard on top. You no, put underneath. You gotta put the mustard the underneath. So you put see I do the same, I put the mustard underneath. Well he asks, he says you gotta oh, put the mustard underneath. Yeah. 
But it seemed um, weird to put the mustard on top. I don't know why, because it all ends up the same anyway. But so why it seems wrong? <laughs> exactly, it's a hot dog. It doesn't really matter. But it does somehow. But is a hot dog a sa- <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich? Don't, Brad. Don't. don't do, do you know what? It's not. It's a taco. <laughs> <laughs> Take that! You're listening, duty. You're listening, Soft shell taco. It is a soft taco. Softshell taco. Soft taco. Oh, man. It's a very, very softshell taco. Spongy taco, you could call it. So, um, do you reckon in order to get the crow to come back to life, do you think that someone went to hum and up or dug up the Book of the Dead and uh, brought him back, you know? <laughs> I was kind of like, what's who's the force that's deciding who comes back and who doesn't? Because this is a tragic story. It's very horrible. Well, she says that at the start. But why just? She, yeah, she says it at the start. It's in the, the voiceover. It's like sometimes, but sometimes, it's all but just sometimes. Sometimes, but yeah, yeah, just sometimes. So the, so the, the, a, the crow is supposed the to be the, it's the uh, it's the what is it? It's the vessel that takes you to the afterlife. But sometimes mm-hmm. he, the crow brings you back. Uh, and crow sits there and is like, you know, you've been hard done by. You have some vengeance still in you. Yeah, this yeah. would make a great film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should film this. You one. know, <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, you know, how we're talking about how bad the acting was. You know what was worse? His detective. No, <laughs> Eric, uh, Eric Draven, great yeah. name. Mm-hmm. His band, oh, such a goth name. Like his uh, band oh. called Hangman's Joke. When she played that little bit of Hangman's Joke, I was like, "This is the worst music I've ever heard in my life." Yeah, this is a joke. All right. <laughs> it's fu- like I can I, I just say know. though you know what? <laughs> that as far as the soundtrack goes, for the the royalty that is in the bands in the soundtrack. I'll, I'll just read out a few names. Hang so, on, hang on. I want to guess. I want to guess. It's been it. I was going to say, Nine Inch Nails. Nails definitely make, yeah. Nine Inch Nails are definitely there. Stone yes, Temple God. Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots were there. Um, Come on, sm- the main song. Smashing Pumpkins weren't in it, were they? They should no. have been. They probably watched this and said, we should start a band. Yeah. Was Garbage in <laughs> Come on. Who? Nah, no. too early for Garbage. Too early for Garbage. Come on. A band that was, that was like the main song in this. This, is, this was after The Cure. No, the Cure are the main song. Oh, were they? The, the actual the the title song is the Cure. Oh, there you go. Um, Stone Temple Pilots, Violent Femmes, oh, okay. Nine Inch Nails, <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, oh, okay. Jesus and the Mary Chains, really? Medicine, um, a, a band I've never heard of, Helmet, which is one of the bands on stage, Roland's band. Ah, yeah. Um, uh, Love Not Lisa, which is one of the other bands on stage, Pantera. Like, really? Seriously, what a fucking like royalty list of yeah. hard what rock Pantera song bands. Is it? Yeah, I can't remember. Um, Pantera did. Do you know what? Cemetery Gate. It might have been like one of the, like you know yeah where they do like uh, Suicide Note Part One. It's like a really it's like melodic and it's called it's like the badge. Is the name of the song the yeah, badge? The B A D G. Maybe they wrote it for the B A D G E. Yeah, like okay. I think a lot. I think all these songs are written for the soundtrack. Yeah, right. But it's like ah, right. So many of like you can just pick them straight away as soon as you hear them. You go, yep, okay, that's them. Yep, that's them. I tell you, talk, talking of songs, uh, I want to go to the first time we're in the club and there's the band playing. It's got the, I can't. It's not the female singer. I can't remember who. It, anyway, the first time we're going to the club and the crowd's there and they're kind of swaying along to the music <laughs> and it's really dreary and the first thing that pop, popped into my head was this is Hullapalooza from the Simpsons yeah, yeah. you know when they're, when they're all like swaying to the music I'm like this is it this is 100% Hullapalooza you know? um, so it's, was this a, this was a comic strip is that yeah. correct I was going to ask was this a, was it a graphic novel yeah. or a comic or something yeah, yeah. it was a book yeah, yeah right so was it was it a graphic novel? Because sure. it's obviously very adult. It's not a it's not a newspaper esque. Yeah, yeah. Comic strip. That would have been a comic run, I'm sure. I okay. I don't know, you know, who wrote it or drew it or anything, but um, apparently the assistant producer was the writer. Oh, okay. It was so it was directed by an Aussie. Okay. Al- Alex. Alex. Proyas. Proyas. Yeah, yeah who did Dark City. Have you guys seen Dark City? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I got that on Blu-ray. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I like Dark City. That's, cr- that's uh, a crazy But film. he also did iRobot, yeah? Really? I think so. 
Right. Yeah. He did gods um, of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. <laughs> Shit. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, he, he did, did. He did iRobot. Yeah. He did yeah. iRobot. Yep. Garage yeah. Days, Dark City. Oh yeah, that's another Aussie classic. Mm-hmm. Pia Miranda's in that, I reckon. Lives around the corner from me. No big deal. Oh, <laughs> he's done. He's done a lot of. Um, you got your fingers in all sorts of pies over there. So many yeah. pies. Yeah. He's done a lot of video, like film clip stuff yeah. for songs. Yeah. <clears throat> Which yeah. this feels like. Like this is his debut. Yes. Like this is a cracking debut. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. And I find it interesting that it was like as big as it was and then he sort of went back and did smaller Aussie stuff. Because um, Dark City's like really like... It was like The Matrix before The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, um, very much But so. only just like 98, I reckon it was. Um, and it's definitely that sort of black leather. Is this actually your reality? Um, lots of... I think it was shot out here. Lots of Aussies in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the likes of like That's Melissa it. George and Bruce Spence, mm-hmm. and but then names in it as well. Like Jennifer Connelly's in it, and anyway, I like okay. Duck City. Mm. Sorry, it's good. Um, It'd be a good choice. Nice use of uh, very small, which I thought there probably would have been a lot more of. But one very nice line using the Edgar Allan Poe, The Crow. Yeah, like but, uh, look, yeah, but kind yeah. of in a really tacky yeah. way at the same time. I totally groaned. I was like, oh, of course you've used the crow. The what, ra- about, yeah. what about him yeah, the playing Raven guitar song. on the rooftops? So oh, my that God. Go for oh. Oh. Do you know what? You're the first came <laughs> to my head. I'm like, this I'm film, like, I can see. Shut up. I can see why this film was so huge and every teenager <laughs> oh, saw it. Because it's yeah. like. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah. I completely like, agree with it's, you. It's totally it's a teenage film. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. Man. But it's, I was just like, it's dude, terrible shut up. in a good way. Someone's probably got to go to work in the morning. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, man. Dude, so half the town's trying on to get fire. a nice sleep. I was literally waiting oh, for that in the yeah. background just someone to go, hey, shut the fuck shut up. The fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But it's just like this whole film is like, oh, no one understands me. And I tell you what, it, it's a lot to answer for this film. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely oh, yeah. and Timmy you know when we were going through the Harry Potters and there's that whole section where he's just like a miserable he's just jerk. broody he's just yeah. a broody teenager and you're like dude it's high school you'll be fine yeah. this is what this film felt like I'm just like oh my god you guys you'll be fine yeah. like it's okay <laughs> like, well the thing is he's kind of not fine because he's already dead well, I know, dead. but it, it just like... It, He's got a reason to be broody. You know what? And I think he, you know, he really does because, you know, he didn't ask to be brought back as far as I'm aware. And yeah. he seemed like he suffered the whole Good time. Point. Like every time he touched something, he'd just have memory pain, like crazy memory pain. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, he kind of, I don't know, like they didn't, like he kind of got some loose ends cleaned up with Sarah because, you know, they were saying goodbye and all that sort of stuff, which was nice. But everything else was just kind of, I don't know, like it just... Well, it's a great, like, it's a great way to kill the bad guy at the end. He's like, he's 30 hours of pain all at once. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh! Yeah. Emotion! <laughs> great, great death, though. Great death. Great death. Oh man, they it get was... skewered on the gargoyle. Yeah, like... like one through the chest and one through the face as well. Yeah, like, it was, yeah. It was more and then, brutal. And then it was gushing the blood. Yeah, was gushing yeah. out it of was more brutal than I remember. That eighty-nine set, that last. Ah, it probably of, was. You know, the stairs with the yeah. um, very gothic. Was anyone else kind of interested in how much he didn't look like his dad? Oh, you could see it though. Mm. Yeah. No. Oh, really? No. Oh, okay. Not at all. He's like, Brandon was like really tall and obviously takes after yeah, his mum sure. a lot more. Looks a lot yeah. more like his mum than his dad. I didn't really think so. about it, to be honest, while I was watching it. Yeah. I was, because I was watching a lot of the action stuff going, okay, well, how much, you know, have you learnt and, and blah, blah, blah. And how much have you been taught from your dad's, you know, things? And it was like, mm. most of the hand-to-hand combat stuff in this was shit. You know what though? I think yeah, you know, I he's, he's, gonna, yeah. he's been known to say that he didn't want to be remembered as his dad's son, and maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's not going to happen though. But not maybe, but yeah, but maybe yeah. he kind of active, actively avoided a lot of that sort of stuff. With yeah, okay, well, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I tell then, you, watching the other thing though. is, I think yeah, I think Bruce Lee also died when he was quite young. So oh, true. Yeah, that's, yeah. that is true. Didn't yeah. think about that. Um, I tell you, watching this man, like I couldn't help but get the feeling that. 
um, Quentin Tarantino took a a bit of inspiration this inspiration from this film for Kill Bill and especially for the character Bill because watching what's his name Top Dollar is the the main bad guy. Yeah, Top Dollar. Yeah, Dollar. He's got lovely hair, doesn't he? Oh, it's gorgeous. Lovely, Pantene, perfect. You know, like. But, um, it makes him more creepy, though, right? Like that, it's like, yeah, he looks like a vampire. It. Yeah. It's, it's like, like interview a with a vampire, vampire. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But like, he reminded me of Bill. Every time he talked and the way his character was and with the swords, I was just like, this is Bill from from Kill Bill. Kill Bill. It's like it's just like him. Like it's crazy. I was like, I was like, Bill, Bill, the character Bill had to be inspired somehow from this guy. Well, all of Tarantino's characters are inspired insane, by something else. He doesn't. The guy doesn't have an original idea. True. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's he also, yeah, but that's kind of he does really well with using inspirations from other things because he mm. get he, he gets yeah. to pick and choose all the good bits and goes well, I want to base my character on that guy and this yeah. guy and this guy and and I'm mm. going to base yeah. my film on this film and I'm going to do it my way, which is fine because be you know it obviously works for him. So me, if someone came up to me and said, "Oh man, yeah, Tarantino, he did take some inspiration," I would not be surprised at all. If he took a bit of inspiration from this I think we've spoken about this before, but if you if you watch a documentary called Ozploitation, which mm. Tarantino is is a major part of that film, of that documentary, mm. you see all the bits and pieces, especially in like Kill Bill, that he's borrowed or yeah. well, it's taken just as like, in, as a homage. A homage from all these B grade Australian films and yeah. then you watch Kill Bill again and you're sitting there going, Holy shit, That's awesome. Kill Bill is like this whole mash of all these really terrible, like absolutely terrible yeah. C Z grade Australian horror films. Z grade. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually a really good documentary because you you see it and you get all the bits and pieces and you picture it back into Kill Bill especially and you go, mm. Holy crap. Yeah. It's called Not Quite Hollywood. Like Not Quite Hollywood, that's it, Not yeah. Um, there was a, a shot I really liked. You know, I was like rolling my eyes out of my head for a lot of it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then when he confronted uh, Tintin, is that his name? The first guy yep. that he kills. Yep, the knives guy. The knives guy. And he he's like halfway down the alley, and he throws the knife, and it hits him in the shoulder, and then he like appears right in his face. I was yeah. like, ooh, that was nice. I like that. It was a very, like, visual... Yeah, visual way to show that he's got these extra powers sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Very subtle, very easy movie-making stuff, you know, like... Yeah, it was a good edit. It was like... But it, it's, um, it's effective, yeah. yeah. It didn't yeah, take him long to um to work out that if they hurt the crow, they hurt the crow. The other, yeah. the other crow. Um, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'd say it took him quite a while. Wasn't yeah. right till the end. Yeah, but yeah, we're only an hour forty-two movie. True. Pacey. <laughs> I'm it's, enjoying it's, these pacey the films. You, well, yeah, I was, a, I was a bit the same as you, L. Just with like the yeah, rolling my eyes for majority of the film. But I tell you, one scene that really stuck out for me that was I felt a really powerful scene was when um, T Bird dies, and it's like when he has that yeah. realization. It's probably the only real yeah, decent acting. I agree. In the actually, film. he's like. He's like, we put you down. And he's like, there's no coming back there's no, from yeah, that. Yeah, there's like, no coming back. It's like, man, he like really sells it. Like, I'm like, man, you know, for this whole shit film. It was chilling, wasn't it? Is yeah. some decent. Yeah. It was really chilling, yeah. And it's like, yeah. with the music, it was just a really, really good scene. Like, I agree, actually. Great performance. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. But right there, that Ripper scene performance. killed it. Ripper performance. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So, yeah. Apart from that, yeah, it's definitely look. You know, I wouldn't. I actually, yeah, you know, a question for you guys. And look, I'm sure our ratings will reflect this, but just as a general yes or no, did this film hold up compared to what you remember it being in the past? No, yeah. no. no, a lot of head shaking. <laughs> I'm gonna say no, but I'm also yeah. gonna say that this is. Like, you know, having been a 17-year-old in 1994, this is a yeah. massive period piece. Yeah, absolutely. So this, this meant a lot to me in 1994. Yeah. Now in 2021, I look at it in a completely different way. So I'm in two minds about it. 
because it does hold a whole yeah. heap of nostalgia to me in what it was meant to be at the time. It's not a timeless film, no. Um, it hasn't it hasn't carried on well or, or lasted the the length of time. Yeah, it's quite terrible. But <laughs> but I get. I'm it. also I've got to look at it from two different views. Yeah. I've got to look at it from 17 year old Brad yeah. who loved this film, and then you yeah. know 44 year old Brad going. You, now, now Brad, why couldn't you, you do this with freaked? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Very right. No, I did say this is freaked. I said that that sitting on the couch and you know, thirteen-year-old me would have loved this film if I had have seen it when I was thirteen, which I didn't. Sure, sure. I saw it when I was forty-four, ah, and I went, "This is shit." Right. Yeah. Okay. I had nothing to base it on. I hadn't seen it before, whereas I had seen yeah. this before, so it's a different story. Um, no, look, I totally. Line... Sorry. I was going to say, my favourite line in the whole film is when the guy, uh, the speed freak guy, is there talking at a million miles an hour. <laughs> and Top Dollar turns around to the other guy and goes, we need to record this and play it in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> uh, it was. Oh, man, that's so good. Hey, I, I have a question, serious question here, right? Now... I cook my eggs. I just fry them or I scramble them. I've never been that explorer- explorative with my eggs. What are over easy eggs? Thank so, you. Yeah, I don't know. If I ask for my eggs over easy, what is that? So Flipped. No, 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 no. No, no. So there's sunny side up where you yep. just break them in the pan and you leave them mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then yep. over easy yep. is when you take it and you flip it. You flip it. They're flipped you do eggs. both sides. Cook, cook both sides. Right. So you don't get that delicious runny... Well, you would. Some people, some people don't like the runniness. Yeah. It just depends on how long you leave it yeah. over-east. Yeah. Yeah, true. Over-east. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They never no, mentioned poached. So, they never mentioned poached. Always so says I have a I have a problem yeah. that that's related Dude. to that scene. You know, so the mum is out partying and doing morphine and stuff and Sarah you know and, and, he, and he says to her your, your daughter is out on the streets and she's always out in the rain and but she's got this whole house like this this whole like lovely house that she's she lovely just, isn't it like I, I don't understand considering the rest of the town yeah she's yeah. from bad boys too by the way oh she is. yeah she's, she's like the, the uh, secretary yeah. woman yeah yeah oh. The one that's being uh, there was photos of her. She's being blackmailed. That's right. Yes. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And look, I did like I did like how the cro- one of the crow's powers was to extract that morphine. Like that was a cool concept. I'm like, oh, that's mm. pretty cool. Um, and it like oozes back out of her arm. So, so you're saying you you were a bit you questioned why the why Sarah was out in the streets the whole time when she's got a good home. Yeah, like it just seems like yeah. for how neglectful that mother was. Yeah, you know, regardless of whatever what I... got them in that situation. Because skate or die, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, she's no, complaining it's, it's, about the I, rain. I think I actually. She's like, it's more like yeah. surfing. Well, can't, no, can't see, rain I, all I, the time. Oh, I wonder how many. <laughs> I wonder how many dudes have that tattooed somewhere. Oh man. yes. Uh, you know, just like it's oh, a 1994 yeah, version tattoo. of Such as Life. Yeah, can't rain all the time, you know. It's because it's like I tell you and who so should just, have been. Go, 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 I tell you who should have been. Sorry, Jules. Uh, this is. Oh, right, right. Right. I've got to get this off my chest. <laughs> I tell you who should have been on this bloody soundtrack is Jeff Buckley. Oh, oh fickle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just feels Maybe. like that. Was he dead by ninety? No, no. He was like ninety-six, uh, wasn't he? Yeah, maybe. Hang on, I'll yeah. just check. There's, there's maybe a possibility of why he wasn't on the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jess. Go on. No, no. Okay, so going back, just going back to the scene that you were talking about um, uh, with Sarah, is that I can't remember who she says it to. I think it's, I can't remember if it's to the cat or even to the crow. She mentions to someone how she's like, oh, I just don't want to be lonely and alone all the time, et cetera, et cetera. And because I queried that as well. I was like, why are you out in the streets when you've got a home to go to? Mm. And... I was kind of like, well, she's not looking for a home to go to. She's probably looking for human interaction and contact with other people. That's what she's looking for as opposed sure. to just being in an empty house, you know. So that that's yeah, kind of how it's I like made that justification. Proper raining. 
all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Despite what the tattoos say, it was raining all the time. <laughs> all the yeah. time. Yeah. All um, the time. Jeff, Jeff Buckley died in 1997. There you go. But right. a band that should have I definitely have... been on it is Morrissey. They should have been on here. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the Crows? They're... And maybe is... the Smiths. His makeup oh, yeah. doesn't totally. run in the rain either. It does by the end. By the end, but there's a lot of scenes a where lot of it's scenes not where running. It doesn't. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you applied that makeup. It's not like it's naturally forming. Well, sta- the makeup. Stage makeup. Yeah. You know, it's stage- also, by the by the end though, he's um he's less super powery because the crows hurt. Mm. So maybe oh, that's yeah. the sim- symboli- symbolicness. That's a word. Isn't symbolism. It? Thank you. <laughs> of, um, symbolism. Of his powers. Uh, of his powers it's channeling uh, Willem Dafoe there mm. from uh, Boondog Saints yeah what is it Sim- symbology yes Boon. I think you mean Sim- the symbolism symbolism <laughs> um, a couple of things that I found a little interesting what's his name dollar one one dollar dollar top dollar top dollar top dollar top dollar has a knife safe which <laughs> like a full opening Batman style safe yeah. of swords yeah. and knives and then towards the end was very much a highlander battle oh yeah top of the thing because he yeah. you know with the swords and the rain and the lightning and i'm like this oh, yeah. is this is it this i'm glad you the... noticed that tim because i did yeah I, and i thought that could have been a that definitely could have been a homage i reckon that, that was almost too obvious to not be a homage. was he in a highlander was he in highlander he looked like it didn't he he looked like chris christopher lambert a bit i reckon he did no, i'm no. gonna check that because he looks he like he's been. he looks like he's been in a lot of films that I, I checked up on him and he's like no he hasn't. Yeah, I looked. I th- I'm pretty sure I looked him up and just didn't recognise anything he'd been in. Yeah, there are yeah. definitely a couple That's that stood that. out, like Metro for some reason. Whatever that is. Uh, it was like an Eddie Murphy. Anyway, he always plays a bad guy though. Oh, yeah, yeah. But with a face like that, it may he makes oh, an it's awesome. The voice. Bad guy. He's got a it's good a, bad guy. He's got voice. a great oh, voice. Yeah. Absolutely. He's got an yeah, excellent yeah, yeah. voice. I reckon that was his real hair or it was a wig? wig. Gotta be a wig. Totally. Yeah? Totally. It's too nice. Yeah. You didn't think he pantined every day and got the, the <laughs> shimmer and shine? Not for a film. In a grim city like that, you need a shiny set nah. of hair to... I reckon that was mostly... I reckon they spent the budget on the wig instead of the <laughs> visual effects. <laughs> instead and, of everything. And the actors. <laughs> <laughs> I know what they spent the budget on. They spent the budget on the unlimited ammo cheat. That's all. Oh yeah, did. Jesus totally. Christ! It was. They gave it the, wasn't even They gave the wigmaster a blank one. check, and he just went. <laughs> got the best wig you can find. Yeah. Um, oh, but this is made from yeah, stallion uh, hair from the. It is. It's, it is. It's. It is. It's like beautiful, beautiful black stallion hair. Exactly. Um, he's in uh, uh, Alien Resurrection. Oh, Alien Resurrection. Yeah, that's right. Of course. Um, he's the bad guy in that. With Ron Perlman. Perlman. So, if he's the bad guy, I, I don't think I've seen Alien Resurrection. Oh, he was in Hitchcock. I haven't seen that for a while. He was. Um... Is that the one with Will Smith? No, that's yes. Hancock. Hancock. <laughs> Hitchcock's the one about Alfred Hitchcock. He's in uh, Robin right. Hood, Prince of Thieves. He's in Born of the Fourth of July. Oh yeah, he's the. Sh- uh, he's like, not the sheriff. He's the like other the one. Sheriff's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's the guy who's like, why a spoon? Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right. Because yeah. it'll hurt more, you twerp. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> guy of Gisborne is his character in that. Anyway, Amazing. we digress, obviously. Um, um, I feel like right towards the end with that massive shootout, I swear <laughs> he pushed a guy through the window yep. and fell down into the club. Mm-hmm. And nothing happened. And then he pushed no, a second guy. Nah, he pushed. No. I swear he pushed a second guy out the window. And then everyone freaked out. The band stopped and everyone ran. Was there a guy that went out the window first? Or maybe it was a no, different he, window. No, he was the second maybe guy that, that went a, out the window. Maybe that was a window on the, on outside, the outside. They had a lot of glass budget for this movie. There's a lot of breaking glass going on. Yeah. Yeah. I was more surprised that even though the band was playing... The 6,000 guns that were shooting upstairs <laughs> and nobody heard it, but a guy falling through a window, that really set everybody off, you know? Like, <laughs> well, I guess he would have landed in the middle. But there was, mm. like, that, yeah. like, Top Dollar was just killing people all over the place. Like, mm. yeah. the, uh, it's all part of the show, guy. <laughs> <laughs> the store owner, yeah. yeah. The, the pawn shop guy. 
Oh, but that's the thing. I mean, this is a town that's used to the whole place burning down every what is it called? Devil's Night. Devil's Night. Um, the night before Halloween. Yeah. So I feel like you know a guy falling through the ceiling is just chalk and cheese. It's like yeah, it's kind oh, of another yeah. day. You know, like it's like oh, I just replace that window. Damn it. That's. I mean, that's how <laughs> yeah. everyone's been reacting. Like it's just yeah. No one really seemed to care. Yeah. No. Especially they did that yeah. Right away. The band stopped. The band should play on. The band should play on. I tell you who the (laughs) which band would have fit in. This is a deep cut. The band that wins Battle of the Bands in School of Rock. (laughs) Yeah, no vacancy. No vacancy. They're the ones. (laughs) They should have been in this film. <laughs> oh, totally! <laughs> the guy who like just has the sleeves on. Yeah, it's like a reverse. Yeah, yeah. It's like ass chaps for your top. <laughs> Chest chaps. Just chaps. Oh, arm chaps. Oh. Uh, arm chaps. It's, yeah. it's, I'm. I've got a hairy chest. I'm fine, but my arms are cold. <laughs> I'm the principal. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yes, it's very cool. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is something I didn't look up. This is, this is something um, I didn't look up, Brad. You might you might be able to answer this one. What was the car? Oh yeah, what was that? Car You're about that to was? answer your own question, and you're thinking about it, aren't you? I know. It's yeah. I just had the realization. It's a T-Bird. what's the car that T Bird drives? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> Shit! I just had, it just the penny dropped. Oh dear, well done, do you reckon they got a t- <laughs> Do you reckon they got a T-bird because it's related to birds and crows? You know, like because crows are birds. Oh, and- I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, good point. Intentionally- Why didn't they get a firebird? Get the firebird with the big screaming chicken on the bonnet. Ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the screaming chicken. Ah, oh, anyway. Um. Yeah. yeah. It's look. <laughs> I was. I don't. Yeah. I guess entertaining was a. Was a way to describe Do you know what? it. I'm glad that I watched oh. it again. I yeah, am. me too. I'm glad because well, I don't have to watch it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, after this, but I hadn't <laughs> seen I hadn't seen it since 1994, and I was kind of like, I watched it last night, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Sat down here. It was just me. Lights off. Sat down. Watched the whole thing. Like had a drink while I was watching it. I'm like, that was terrible. But it yeah. kind of also took me back at the same time. So as much as the movie sucked, I kind of enjoyed it because it took me back to 1994. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So the nostalgia of this film was huge for me and it was like, and I was remembering how much I loved it at the time. And that's um, the thing, like that, that, that scene early on when he's just arisen and he's kind of walking to Nine Inch Nails... It was like a, it was like a snapshot of, it was like a snapshot of my my adolescence. Exactly right. You know, there's a lot like, in this for yeah. all of us, I think. Though there's there's the bits thing. and pieces in this film that is us. It's amazing how, like looking back, it romanticizes the brooding and the gothic yeah. and the rain and being yeah. wet oh, and yeah. being wearing heavy clothes in oh, the my wet God. and. Then you think back and you go, this is miserable. Like, there is no way. But we're happy in our misery back then. Yeah, I know, but it's like, there's no way this is cool, but, you know. But fucking. They made a cool (laughs) group of people. It's funny, too. I used to. Timmy, you said it reminds you of your adolescence. I'm like, you know what? This film reminds me of your adolescence, too. And I I feel like (laughs) that's what. And it feels like you and Rick. Like, this, this works for me in that aspect when you look at it like that I'm like you yeah. see like if it was raining I'd be pissed off because all my hair gel would run and I'd just be like oh yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> but I was the same like I used to I used to yeah. deck out in all my medals my black outfit like I wasn't goth but I was definitely like I was the guy that always wanted to be the most metal head, right? Like, and I used to walk down the street and, right, I used to think to myself, man, people who are driving past in cars and stuff must think I'm so cool. Uh, they must look at me and be like, that guy's a bad... And, right, and I just cringe, man. Like, I look at some of the photos from me from when I was younger and I just cringe. But that's the thing, like, you know, awful. when you're that young and you're like, you know, you're into alternative metal, we're well, in a metal or whatever, or golf, and then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I could, like... I could walk the streets all night and just like contemplate life and you know 
Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. People would be afraid. People would be like, oh, this guy's <laughs> deep. deep. You know? He's so uh, deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then you look at it, you're like, and then now I'm just like, oh, you know, I wish I did biology at school. It would have been really handy for us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for what I do now. Oh, man. Uh. Oh, that's so good. So you've oh, had... You know what? Uh, I've I completely agree with you, though, Tim. Absolutely. Uh, I completely you, agree you, with you. Oh, you're so currently dumb. having your It Can't Rain All The Time tattoo removed and replaced correct. with I Wish I'd Done Biology. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, man. <laughs> oh dear! All right. All right, Luke. We're probably no, we're not, but boys, we're kicking on. Righto, <laughs> you know. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's crack let's into a bloody ripper segment. Um, for those playing at home, you know, every film, every film that's out there, somehow is connected to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, aka the BTEU, the Bill and Ted Extended Universe. This segment really is just a roundtable discussion about how <laughs> this film perhaps fits into that BTU. So, without any further delays, let's get into... Every film has a shared universe. Ooh. After the last episode, I really had to concentrate then. I'm, I'm um, trying to work out how it can be a roundtable discussion when there's four of us, of which I never have any input into it. So that turns it into a triangle. Um, all right. All right. Anyone? If you, Al, you go. Yeah, I got one, but Al, you go. Well, the, the, the fairly blatant connection has got to be through death, right? And I like to think that... Oh, yeah. I like to think that while death is tied up either doing paperwork or playing Twister or Magnetic Hockey or Battleship. <laughs> the crows take over. The, he sends out his crows to do his other work. And so this is one of his one of his crows that's gone out. He's like, go see this guy. You know, Isn't like, there? <laughs> I'm swamped. Look after this guy. <laughs> in the scene where Bill and, in Bill and Ted's um, in two... Where they yeah, yeah. they they're dead and they're in the desert, yeah. And um, and death turns up. Aren't yeah. they being eaten by crows? Aren't crows pecking at him? Oh, I said a buzzard was pecking at his head. Buzzard, no, yeah, uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Close enough. So, I um. So the devil has. Well, the afterlife has crows and cats. Compared to in our last couple of films, so there was. Cats oh, yep. take you across in in, in Egyptian in the terms, and in the mummy and crows take you across in this one. This um, isn't um, this isn't Bill and Ted related, but I feel like so this is. But I'll keep, I'll out. go on anyway. I feel like this film could almost be set in Biff Tannen's <laughs> Hill Valley. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you reckon? Yeah, oh, yeah fair enough. Maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. mate. This Absolutely. is the suburbia, you know, a few kilometers out of town. So maybe. just so you know, like if we ever do the Back to the Futures, and we, we somehow connect that we, to Bill and Ted, this we've one's got a way in. <laughs> we've got a way in. Yeah. We, we so just this have to is, remember that. Yeah. So <laughs> this is Hill Valley, is what we're saying. They don't specify which it's, city they're in. This is this is Hill Valley Heights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hill Valley yeah. Heights. Hill Valley or, Heights. Yeah. Or lower Hill Valley. <laughs> yeah. It's um, like, I was it's say, like the my... the Hell's Kitchen of Hill Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hill's Kitchen. Um, uh, sorry, no, no. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Go on, uh, Jules. So my 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 BTEU connection probably it's it's a bit loose. I like yours better. Uh, mine was just that um, I mean Wild Stallions would have probably made a uh, you know an appearance at the club, play some tunes for the for the swaying goths, you know. Like, <laughs> Maybe um, that's the only. That's all I got. Could have, um, could have some of the. Oh no, 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 no. Go on, Tim. Put like it out that. there. Oh, look. I was <laughs> gonna say, yeah, Tim, mate, keep going, mate. Keep going. Don't I, hold off. I was going to say that could um, some of the remaining hangman's joke musicians somehow, <laughs> uh, somehow had some form of future uh, involvement in Wild Stallions, maybe a session musicians or something, I don't know. On a, on a maybe it was musicians. a death side project. 
as well. You know, he went and played. He went and played bass with the Hangman Jokers for a few years, <laughs> just to uh, do a bit of a side project. You know, go out on his own a little bit before he decided to do his solo stuff. He just blends in easily with the Goths. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Or could this be a alternate? If if say what Bill and Ted never if they never succeeded this is kind of like an alternate reality to that world true um, mm. oh, yeah. true if Ted went off to military school mm. and yeah. maybe like I mean that's a is... that's almost as straightforward mm. as uh, oh they picked up a historical figure <laughs> it's a bit lazy <laughs> to be lazy I guess to be lazy so. <laughs> yeah. anyway. does that mean that Missy probably would have ended up marrying Top Dollar <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's too young. <laughs> oh man, good segment, good segment. Uh, wow. Uh, li- li- listeners, if you have a better or longer bow to stretch, <laughs> which won't be hard, but sure, uh, of connecting the crow to the Bill, the Bill and Ted extended universe, drop us a line. Let us know. We have magnets ready to give away. Yep, plenty of them. Mm. Let's get on to rating the film. Does Rick have anything? Did he say anything about it uh, when he requested? He did. Paper shuffling? He did. Which I have right here, ready to go. I just <laughs> am making sure you guys are ready <laughs> for when I read it. Well, I don't know. Are we ready? Jules, are you ready? Are you ready? Uh... Well, I'm getting. I'm just getting ready. Yep, get Ooh. ready. Okay, okay. I'm just getting ready. Now I'm ready. The Crow. This is an older one that I can enjoy any time. To me, the dark tone of this film is perfect. It's very real. Okay, Rick. I actually believe this version <laughs> of a burning Detroit and its gang of animals exists. It's just darkness. Well, he said. So he. It's just. So he said Detroit. Yeah. It's okay. just darkness and fire and blood and rain and good killing. It, de- it depicts. <laughs> That's. Uh, it depicts the seedy underbelly nicely. If you want Eric to get his revenge, victims aren't victims, aren't we all? Uh, this film is just badass. It's made even more fascinating by the sad death of Brandon Lee, who was great in the few films he did. Interesting to note that Ernie Hudson plays a similar role in the Basketball Diaries. Not a cop, but a protagonist that saves Leo from death. There you go, Basketball mm. Diaries. That's one we haven't talked that. about. Yeah, mm. uh, and I have a score here when we're ready for scores. I think we're ready for scores. All right, he gives I it. I think we're ready for scores. A hundred and twenty-five percent. Ooh, he's up there. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting, Rick. Yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's a lot more. Uh, <laughs> then we're going to give it <laughs> serious yeah, than yeah. I was expecting. Um, I don't know if Rick's going to really want to listen after. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, Go, Jules. Are we we doing scores? Yeah, I'm happy to I'm happy to go first. Look, you know, for me, I, you know, watching this, you know, I, I felt the film was cringy. It made me cringe about my former self a lot. Um, it was a struggle for me. It really was. I really, I wouldn't say I enjoyed this too much, but I really was on board with that scene when T Bird cops it. That kind of pulled me back in a little bit. But other than that, I really struggled for the whole thing. I'd probably only give this like. 13%. 13? Okay. It's down. It's, yeah. it's way down there. Unlucky number. It's mm. so dark, Seems man. Fitting. Yeah, man. Stop so your broody. You're so broody. <laughs> Timmy? Um, yeah, look, I'm not I'm not terribly high. Um, but, you know, it, it, it caused a bit of self-reflection on my end. So mm-hmm. It's very um, relatable, I think, in a lot of bits. To all yeah, of us. look, I'm. I could watch. I could watch this again. I reckon. Um, I, mm-hmm. I did find it a little cringy, but um, and it definitely hasn't met the expectations it did when I first watched it. Um, I'd give it a forty percent. I reckon. Yeah. Cool, cool, Brad. I'd like to be able to give it two scores. Um, Interesting, but obviously I can't. So. 1994 Brad would have given this 150%. Um, but 2021 Brad is going to give it, uh, probably I'll go with the same as Timmy, I'll say about a 40. There was a lot of, a lot of self-reflection 
thinking about who I was at the time when I loved this film and, and then thinking about also how much I've changed now to maybe not like it the same as I did. But I think, I, and I said it before, though, that there's a lot of nostalgia watching this film again that brings back a lot of happiness that I had at that time as well. So I think that boosts up the 40%. And I think the nostalgia is, is the thing for me that's giving it the score versus the actual film itself. Because looking at yeah, it now, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a terrible film. But it's, it's got something. <laughs> like there's something there that it's terrible acting, terrible CGI, terrible script, terrible everything. It's, but it's there's awful. something in it that works. There's something there. There's, there's a, I don't know, there's this heartbeat in that film that makes it happen. So whatever that is, and I don't know what I said, I, we'd said earlier, I don't know if it's that, that whole mystique thing about the fact that Brandon died during it and that it's, you know, the whole Lee family curse or something that keeps it going. But there's something here that works with this film. I can't work out what it is. But I'll go 40 as well. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> I'm just going to refresh our listener of the rating system before I declare my number. Uh, we compare this film to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It doesn't matter how good or bad the film is on its own. It's what it compares to, to Bill and Ted. Now, if you put this and Bill and Ted in front of me, I'd be like, Bill and Ted, easy. However, I'm going to give this film... <laughs> Yeah, I love this. Where's this going? I'm going to give this film 75%, right? Okay. Whoa, it's up there. But for all the same reasons that you guys just said, right? This, like, <laughs> like, That's all right. If, I get it. If someone put this on again, I'd be like, yeah, let's watch this. Because I had, I had a very fun time, like, basically laughing at this film. Like, the acting mm. was way over the top and so melodramatic and you know like and just like you drop in an Edgar Allan Poe like it's just like the absolute textbook for how to be a goth right and it's so (laughs) so if I was to watch this again I think I've I've really shifted in my opinion of this film I used to be like yeah this film's really cool it's it's edgy it's whereas now it just seems like a gigantic joke and and I'm up for <laughs> yeah. that. I'm up for watching that. I'm up for rolling in the past and the history and the impact that this film had on people I know, people I'm related to, people, <laughs> you know, that's that sort of thing. So seventy five percent for me. Nice. Yep. Wow. Jimmy, where can you find us? Oh, thank you. All right, so uh, do drop us a line. Uh, you can get us on Facebook, uh, the Sandem Score Film. Send us an email at sandemsfilm at gmail.com. Um, Twitter, Instagram, you could probably search us quite easily on those. Yeah, drop us a line. Request films like Rick has done because it's good. It's You know, these are the sort of films that we wouldn't have come back to probably and, you know, it's yeah. it's good fun doing it regardless of what the end result is, so... Um, so yeah, whatever you got, throw it at us because we'll we'll watch it for sure. And I think we've proved that over the time. All right. Yeah. Uh, what shall we do next, everybody? We're doing a listener, or we're doing a one of us. One of Ooh. us. Yeah, I'll jump in. Who's it? One of us. It's Els. Oh, cool. Here we go. I'll jump in because I've noticed a film has come on Netflix that I've had on my list. It's been such a long time since I've seen it. But I'm like, oh, I remember that being a cool film. It may not be, but let's give it a crack. Uh, it's like... So you haven't watched this for a long, long time. I haven't watched it in ages, but I remember loving it. Ooh. Um, right. And I've just seen it come up on Netflix. It's sort of just come to Netflix. I think it's Netflix, yeah. Um, so I'm like, yep, next turn I'll do that one while it's up and everyone can see it. Uh, I've got it on DVD. It's it's about there, I think. Um, That's cool. It's like, it's a... I think it's 80s, like early 80s. We're going Australian film. Uh, directed by Nadia Tass. We're going to watch Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm. Cool. Yeah. Right. yeah. Malcolm. Malcolm. Don't know that one, no. I can't, I've not seen Malcolm. Well, shot in a, Melbourne. Shot in Melbourne. It's, oh, awesome. It's, it's quite light. Um I guess I guess it's a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy. Uh, some of the scenes are shot at Wesley Glenn Waverley. Yep. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Cool. I remember it's a... Blast from the past. It's a cracker of a little film. So, yeah. Malcolm. Nice. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I oh. saw that pop up. I think it was last night as well. So. Nice. Cool. Well done. Cool. Anyone notable in it that we know? Or? Uh, yes. Yeah. Colin, <laughs> Colin Friels. Is that his name? I was just waiting for you to say Sam Neill. No. Um. Oh, he's actually gone to get the hard copy. Oh, the dinosaur. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> this the? is riveting stuff for our this... audio listeners. Yeah. Righto. Okay. Um, well, and at least Al it's on has Netflix, just shown so. us the cover of the film. Yeah, at, least, <laughs> on, at least it's on Netflix, so people. Uh, I'm uh, I'm moving at the yeah. moment, and I actually went to the cupboard the other day and pulled all my DVDs out, which uh, Gabs was helping me, and of course he wanted to stack them all into boxes, um, and he asked me what they were, and I struggled to actually tell a four-year-old what a DVD was, because <laughs> he what he just didn't get the concept of that you actually had to put it in a machine and then it would play it on the TV. You didn't just go to the TV and just find it on the TV and wow. use it. <laughs> he, cool. didn't, he didn't kind of get it. But he was still happy to stack the whole heap of them in a box for me. So that was kind of cool. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Nice. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well. Cool. Sweet as. Well, next episode, we're going to watch Malcolm. You bloody ripper, cobber. Strobber. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> until Righto. then... Um, yeah. Ooh, it's 1986. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no way. <laughs> history of Bad's going to be easy. It's just going to be, if you want a history of Bad, relate to this film, this film, this film, this well, film, this film, uh, and this film. <laughs> search around for your rental keys for 1986 because we're heading back there. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. We own property and back then, don't we? That's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're making a killing. It's about the only time we could probably all afford actually to buy a property. <laughs> All right. Well, until then, everyone, thanks for listening. Be excellent to your ears. Don't forget to potty on, dude. And we'll see you in the circuits of time. Yeah. (laughs) 